It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. I think we need a little music. I think we need some music too. Could you get some music going? Yeah, you do that. All right, I'll start the I'll start the show. Will you find some music? Is this right? Is that the right vibe we'll for... see ya. What is it, Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Is that right? It is Wednesday. No, I know it's Wednesday, but like, what's the song? Uh... I'm on no. today's top hits, best of like 2000s, I think. Oh. Um... Maybe this is the song. Yeah, let's do it. I am going to swing from the chandelier. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to everybody. It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Uh, it's our seventh week. Seventh week of quarantine. Seventh week of quarantine. First day We're of the rest to, of our lives. Starting to kind of run together, they are. Um, you know what? I don't know. I don't know about that. What? About it running together. It's not running together for you? I just feel like this is... The, this is life now. This is life. This yeah. is the busiest. This is taking care of babies. This is making 10,000 meals. This is, how are we already out of groceries? These kids already ate us out of groceries again. We can't groceries. get another grocery delivery for like two weeks. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. And this week in our next 90 day challenge, um, which is this idea of being intentional for the next few months because life is bananas. Uh, we're talking about the idea of organization. What does it mean to be organized in your personal space? What does it mean to be organized with your thoughts and the direction that you're headed? And um, we've taught on that the last two days. So go back and check it out on, it's on Facebook if you wanna go back and watch the old episodes. But um, it's a little different today. I wanted to talk to you guys about what this day is for me. Mm. So today's April 29th, which would have been the 40th, um, it would have been my brother's 40th birthday. I was not gonna cry over this. Dang it. You are totally fine. No, I know, but. Cry every no, tear. Um, I, it's not, the thing is, this is the point that I wanna make, is that um, my brother would have been 40 today. Um, and it still hurts, and it will hurt for the rest of my life that he's not here, but. Um, I wanted to talk about it for anybody else who has lost someone. Um, this day is about celebrating his life. Um, and there was a time for me where this day was debilitating. Um, there were two, there are two significant days when it comes to the memory of my brother, September 29th, which is the day that he died and April 29th, which is his birthday. And there was a time where both of these days were so debilitating, not just for me, but for our entire family. And it took several years to get to the place where April 29th, his birthday, was more important than September 29th, which is the day that he died. And so I just want to say that to anybody else who is hurting and anybody else who is missing their person this morning, or maybe missing more than one person this morning, um, that, that we keep talking about this idea that 
humans are blessed with the ability to hold both pain and joy simultaneously. And I can still grieve that he is not here today, but I can also celebrate the life that he did live and what he represented for me. And it's so important to cling to what they were and what they lived and what they brought into your family or into your heart. Because if we only focus on the loss, we have missed, we've missed their life. If we only focus on what is missing, we are, it's, um, it's not honoring the memory of what they were. And so um, every year on this day, I do some things to remember him. I have two things of my brother's, you know, he has been gone a long time, but I have two things of my brother's. Um, his favorite shirt. And his promise ring but I'll wear a shirt today um and I will celebrate I have been known to go to Taco Bell on this day because Taco Bell was his favorite restaurant um but I will focus on the memory of when he was here and I just want to say that because I know there are those of you who have lost your own people and um the hard thing is that man the grief never goes away it lessens, but it never goes away. It's something that you carry with you. Uh, but there is a healing in focusing on um, who they were and the life well lived. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's where I'm at today. Honey, I love you. I'm going to give you extra love today. I, I was sitting in our bedroom this morning. Uh, I opened up the back little uh, curtains there, and there was a massive, massive lightning storm. I mean, it was crazy. The thunder was crashing, and buckets of water were coming out of the sky. Wind was just, like, howling. And I opened up my phone to see. I was going to run this morning, and I opened my phone to see, like, what was the forecast today? And the forecast was for clear skies, 81 degrees. And I just, like, I sat there just, like, staring out this back window at this crazy storm, and I was just struck with this feeling that we're in the midst of a storm, of course, we're in the midst of the storm. Anyone who's processing grief is in the midst of a storm. Anyone who is in the midst of quarantine is experiencing a storm. And I, and I, in like the promise of the forecast for later in the day, found myself connecting to like the storm being this thing that was helping clear a path for this beautiful thing that would come after the storm was done. And man, the rain is making the grass green and making the flowers bloom. The wind is strengthening the roots The like the thing that we are experiencing, I think in some ways is doing that for us. And I can say, cause I, I got to know Rachel and her family all obviously 16, 17 years ago when this day was a completely, completely yeah. different day. Yeah. Because the proximity to the storm was still something that was impossible. Like, people weren't getting out of bed. There was, like, the, the, you yeah. couldn't speak his name. You couldn't, you know, he took his life. And that is a very hard thing to have to try and have a conversation around. And now, man, we've poured into as much as we possibly can supporting anything that leans into mental health and the work around mental health, but also and suicide the, prevention and suicide prevention. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah, but we also are, I think a lot more intentional in trying to celebrate 
you know, the way he loved music yes. and the things that made him who he was yes, while he was good, alive. That's because, a good point. Yeah. Man. When, um, there, our first step as a family toward healing came in working with organizations that support suicide prevention and awareness. And we really focused on that for a very long time. And then I realized that we were still only focusing on the way he died. We hadn't done anything to celebrate the way he lived. Yeah. And Ryan was an incredible musician. Um, and so in his memory, we started also supporting um, arts in public schools. It's something our family has done for years and years as a way to remember him because he is a kid who found solace in music through the public school system. And so that was how we chose to show up. And I guess what I would say right now is if you're missing someone today, what does it look like to show up for other people in celebration of the way your person lived their life? Oh, that's good. I um, like that. It's not, it doesn't make it, um, it doesn't make it go away, but it certainly is a is a is a way to find some meaning, at least a little bit, in what happened. Like you can't change the past, but could you help others in memory of that person? So, um, what's yeah. been a miracle, honestly, in our decade and a half of being married, is the number of times that a very specific song has oh. come on and just like it's a, an immediate recognition of his presence Absolutely. still in our life, and so. Yeah. That makes me want to cry a little I know. bit. I know. Um, <laughs> today. Uh, um, no, we have, so my brother was this in, incredible musician, and at my grandpa's funeral, um, he, Ryan, that's my big brother, loved Eric Clapton. And at my grandpa's funeral, he played Tears in Heaven, which if you know is already like ball your eyeballs out forever. Um, and so it was his song in our family, and... The amount, truly, and I believe, you can believe whatever you want, but I believe that our family and our loved ones who have passed on, I believe they're still with us. I believe that they're angels who protect us. I believe it. Um, and so the um, I can feel his presence. I felt his presence this morning. I told him happy birthday. Um, but there, I cannot tell you the amount of times that we have been in a situation, like we have been in other countries where they do not speak English, and all of a sudden the person singing will start singing tears in heaven in English. Like it has happened so right. many times in our life. And I just think we're going to like a very hippie place, but I just think that our loved ones are constantly trying to like tell us they're okay and they're with us. And I just, I believe that has shown up for us so many. Yeah. Um, I think if you look for that, I get signs from my mama too. I was, yeah, but I was going to say, I think always shows me if signs you look for signs, I think you that. find them, you know, and I yeah. like, there are, there are signs and yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't know him. I know him through the stories that you've told and the pictures that we still have hanging here in the house and um, little video clips that I've been able to see of you guys running around out front in your yeah, old place in, in Bakersfield. I mean, um, but he's, you know, he's a part of our, he's a part of our family yeah. and always will be and has shaped so much of who you are and how you do what you do. Yeah. And so, man, his legacy lives in the work you do and, and man, it's okay to <clears throat> hold sadness and be, yeah. um, and you know, someone who is grieving and is also going to pursue a, a, a day that tries to celebrate his life at the same time. Yeah. It's hard to do both, but that's, I think that's part of what our job is. Um. The other thing that I thought about, I wrote a post about it this morning. I'm going to put it out later today. But um, I had this realization. This is sort of going in a little bit of a different direction, but not totally. Um, a couple different things have kind of hit me lately of 
Um, we have been looking at the intake forms of people who are coming to live conference on Saturday because I think I said this yesterday, I wanted to really understand what y'all were struggling with so that I could make sure and teach and speak on those specific topics. And one of the things that I'm just hearing overwhelmingly is from parents who are really struggling with how to take care and love their kids well. Mm -hmm. um, and specifically hearing a lot about parents of teenagers um, and how much they feel like their teenagers are struggling and they don't know how to help them. So like, that's one thing. And then last night, um, it, it w was brought to my attention and like struck me of how many people are in quarantine right now with family members who do not know that they are gay. So sit with me in this for a minute. How many teenagers, how many young adults are, um, had a community and had support from people outside of their home that now they are cut off from the place that made them feel safe. Mm. Um, so I've had people reach out to me on uh, DM, which is why I wanted to talk about this. Um, and so I just want us as a community to be mindful of um, who might be struggling for reasons we're not even thinking of. Um, and so the, let me just real quick say this, if you need to hear this. You are so loved and you are so worthy as you are. And even if you don't yet have the support that you need, I promise you there are people out there in this world who will love you just as you are. We need you here. We need your creativity. We need your heart. We need you to show up just as you are. And I'm sorry that it doesn't feel safe right now. And I'm sorry that you are cut off from the people who made you feel free. But I promise you that you will get to the other side of this. Please don't be discouraged. Please don't give up. Think about too, the way that music for your brother, right? Like that music, that band was a refuge, that glee club, that the musical theater group. Theater, like, yes. There are so many Cheerleading. teenagers who yeah. have that thing that was like the, the, the thing that was holding them together that they don't have as much access to that man, we just need to, we just need to, you know, really shine love and light into places where people who were previously depending on uh, something else now um, have to become strong and also find community digitally, find community in communities like this. But um, yeah, there are people who are in domestic yeah, I thought that Violence, too. Yes. You know, you know, Kids like, who are in homes that the homes are not safe. Yeah. Um, spouses who are in homes that the homes are not safe, but they're in quarantine and they have nowhere How else to go. How do you get away go. from that? Oh, I can't even, I can't even process it. It's just, I, I think, it, I think it starts with an awareness of people who are living a life that maybe is different than yours and how do you keep showing up yeah. and how do you love on them and how do you be a resource and how like I'm I'm seeing the work what, what I think of right now is like what I, so many people are doing incredibly essential work but something I'm seeing right now is like teachers Bless principals the teachers like school bus drivers and the people who worked in the front office and the lunch ladies, the amount of people who were refuge for our children and who are still fighting to be that refuge for them, even in the midst of quarantine, like just be mindful of 
I, I guess what I wanted to say, I don't know anybody's story but my own, right? I don't know the context of anyone else's story. But all of these parents were saying, man, my teenager is isolating themselves. They don't want to come out of the room. I feel like they're depressed. I don't know how to help them. What I want to ask you is what have they been cut off from that they needed? Mm. What have they been cut off from that they needed? And can you have a conversation with that? Uh, can we have a conversation with them about that? Where you don't talk, you just listen. Where you just, hey, I'm here. And maybe you listen for half an hour and they don't really have anything to say. And then the next day you listen again. And the next day you listen again. And maybe it takes 10 times of you sitting there and listening and not offering judgment and not saying, but just until they're able to feel safe enough to tell you what's going on. But you are the refuge that they have. You're in the home with them. So what can you do to be that, that source? Like I think yeah. a lot of the parents who are reaching out to me think that what is making their teenager feel depressed is the pandemic and maybe that's true but maybe you need to ask what was in their life seven weeks ago that isn't in their life now that i need to be aware of as their as their caretaker and the person that loves them how can we get them those resources that they need that they don't have now i know i'm going all over well no this i, I mean i remember when we were when we were walking into foster care, the, the number one first thing that they continue to say over and over was find a way to match the needs of the child or children to your strengths. And to the extent that your children have needs and those needs previously had strengths that were serving them, there, there, there is a responsibility for each of us to push past them not wanting to have a conversation so that they can connect and get some of the strength that you have for the needs that are no longer being served. It, the teenage, teenage years, man, teenage years are just, they're tough yeah. already. And then you take this and you lump pulling them away from something that previously was satisfying some of their needs with strengths that were probably living many times outside of your home how you can still get them connected. And, and it, by the way, it might not even be teenagers. It could be literally anything. Anybody. Anyone. Anybody. Right? Anything. But I, but I do think that like when it comes to our children, there is incredible power in the influence of other adults who are not us as parents. There's totally so much research on this. There's so much research about other leaders for your children because they'll literally say the exact same thing that you said, but because it comes from someone else. They'll actually listen. And when we give examples to our kids, when our, our kids are going through something and we'll be like, oh, our friend so-and-so also went through that and they're okay, whatever. Our kids will say, well, what, can you ask them like, what do they think about this? And I'm like, yes, okay. let me get there. Okay. But you know what? Whatever is gonna make them feel seen and taken care of and supported. And we have so many um, family and friends, friends that are closer than family that pour into our children's lives. And I just think right now, if you are struggling, what does your network look like? Who could you reach out to? And if you can identify specifically what it is your kiddos, or honestly, what you are having a hard time with, yeah. and then think, okay, who do I know that is really great at this thing? 
Like who is really great at this and reach out to that person. Maybe even if you're struggling, hey, I have a teenager and I am really struggling to connect with them right now. Okay, well, who do you know that has a teenager that you feel like is doing it well or has the kind of relationship that you admire? If it's someone you know, could you reach out to that person and ask them, hey, can you just talk to me about how you've developed this relationship and what are some of the things you do? If it's not someone you know, <laughs> if it's not someone that you know, maybe you could um, f like find some, like books, podcasts, YouTube videos where people have talked about the specific thing that you're dealing with just so that you get some ideas. By the way, I mean, if you are not already inside of the Made For More group on Facebook, there are people every day representing the thing that they are working through, that they're processing, and the way that the comment section feeds a whole bunch of affirmation and you're not alone in this and here's some resources that I use to help me work through that. Um, there, is a, there is a community here, but there's, uh, it's more find a community, whether it's yeah. you know, something inside of something that exists here or anywhere, but normalizing your struggle. The struggle is universal. It doesn't make you weak or less or broken. It is just, it is just a thing that exists for all of us. All of us are struggling. Um, the willingness to push into a community to feel a little bit differently about that struggle being something that we are working through alone is an important thing, especially during this crazy, crazy upside down time. Well, and I think as much as it's not something people want to deal with, I do think that there's um, emotions are going to bubble up right now for a lot of us if you are in quarantine, especially because you don't have the normal distractions. Right? Like you don't have the normal routine. You're not leaving your house. You're not dealing with traffic. You're not, you're not getting gas in your car. You're not doing all of these things that normally would make your mind focus on a billion other things instead of what's going on in your heart. Yep. And so stuff is going to bubble up. And as scary as it can be to kind of open Pandora's box and look inside and see what's going on there, there's also incredible power for you in using this time if you're able to just like scratch at that a little bit. What's going on there? Why did that affect me so much? Why did that make me feel so anxious? Why did that make me so angry? Why did I get emotional? Like whatever it is, there is incredible power in doing that right now. Both Dave and I have been doing virtual therapy. Highly recommend. Um, there are people that you can talk to right now. Um, if you have a therapist, maybe you could just say like, hey, I know I can't meet you in person. Could I FaceTime you and yeah. then like Venmo you the money? There is really, really incredible power in gaining strength in a season like this one. I was on, I was on yesterday with my therapist and the question that he inevitably draws me back to every single time is, what is the, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Because there are a lot of times where I'm feeling things. I'm feeling, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling, I have fear, whatever. And he's like, no, no. What is the problem that you're trying to solve? And I think part of like just being in a community where you can take things that are sitting inside of your unconscious and bring them to light, you maybe get a little bit of a hint on what problem you're trying to solve. You might not have the resource personally to solve it. You might need to find someone else who can come alongside you and encourage you or support you, offer you a book or a podcast to listen to. But understanding what my problem that I'm trying to solve is, forget it. It is, it's a, it's been a real game changer, especially in these times because man, I feel like, I think most people, like I'm feeling a lot, but until I take a second to understand what problem I need to work through, what problem I need to like understand the, the source or the root of better, 
I, I'm just going to keep feeling it without actually addressing it. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a big help. All right, you guys. Yo. We did it. That we, was a, that was a, a little, that was a little bit of a today. heavier conversation. I just like want to be real. That's what's no, on my heart today. Hey. It's a, it's a, like a beautiful day and I'm going to celebrate and also I'll cry. That's what life is, right? True. Um, so thank you for hanging out. Even though it was a little bit more emotional, we kind of talked about all sorts of subjects and, um, yeah. We'll see you here tomorrow. Tomorrow's Come Thursday. back tomorrow. It'll be Thursday. Yep. It's going to be a great Let's day. have a great day. We are going to have a great day. <laughs> and um, if you're missing someone today, so am I. And I get it. Love you guys. See you tomorrow. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>